Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, SNME Radio proudly presents its reigning, its defending, its undisputed East Coast podcasting tag team champions of the world, Brad the Dad McKinnon, Greg Father Feltham, the Smack Daddies. Hello, friends, and I'm not sure anymore. I think at some point Boris thought we were going to be the free podcast, but I don't even know if Boris knows what day of the week it is today. It's Brad the Dad, and I am here not with my regular tag team partner, but Jumpin' Joe, Joe Aguinaldo, has joined us today. And thanks, Joe, for um, I'm sure you had a better, much better thing to do on a Friday night. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for asking. I, I don't get a chance to do uh, to watch SmackDown a lot, so it was uh, it was kind of cool to uh, check out the show. Um, yeah. And it's it's always a good it's always a good time talking to Brad the Dad too. So, oh, thanks, Joe. I was listening to your guys' podcast on Monday, and I, you were lamenting about how you don't always get to watch SmackDown. And then, I mean, <laughs> Mike nailed it when he said you. They basically wrote off the last segment of that show by saying, "Well, guess what? You'll find out who the surprise is on Friday." Surprise! <laughs> yeah, that was uh, it was weird because like the, the Monday show was good, and I mean, like you know that main event with um, Oscar and Rhea, that, good main event, but the you know the Bianca announcement of "You'll find out SmackDown" really. I think I personally think put a damper on that match because like the crowd reaction for that match was very lukewarm and both those women worked hard. But again, I, I think, you know, they were expecting to see, um, you know, that announcement on raw and it didn't happen. Right. Well, they should, and they should have booed more than they did. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was, it was definitely interesting because it was a very quiet boo, but I think, I think more than anything, it was just a general sense of disappointment because I think, you know, that announcement and especially if if Becky, well, I know I just spoiled it there, but if Becky had been there, I think would have would have brought that crowd up. But, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, as we'll go through it, you know, we'll, we we find out what happens. Right. Well, speaking of general disappointment, how are things going with the home reno? Actually, you know what? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to jinx it, but I think we're almost done. Like we, we finally have a kitchen. So, um, you know, we're, we're now, now it's a matter of, uh, cause prior, prior to the, to the reno, we moved a bunch of stuff over to my parents' house and, you know, they live across the city. So, you know, with traffic and stuff, we're talking about an hour drive and I gotta, I gotta go get a bunch of boxes and stuff from their house and uh yeah not looking forward to that so like well you sound like you had the kitchen reno i had which was we had a similar thing we started in the summer and we we're like ah, oh, we'll barbecue we'll do this and my kitchen reno went pretty well until we started getting down to it and i had a contractor and he had three jobs he was working on and he kept confusing which job was which so he'd order parts for our job and the measurements would be totally off and it was for Oof. job two and yeah, yeah, yeah. vice versa. And my 
favorite part of the day was we had it pretty much done. Brand new appliances had arrived. He was just finishing up the floor and doing the transitions between the tile and the hardwood because uh, the kitchen is a has a beautiful new tile and we have this. There's a beautiful backsplash. We waited a long time to get it done by a, a, a local artisan. Beautiful. Every All the appliances are in and he goes to try and move the the uh oven and i'm outside on the phone dealing with a work call and i come back in and i'm like my wife's just shaking her head i'm like what she's like we don't have an oven anymore and i'm like how does we don't oh. have an oven? Just, he literally pulled the took uh obviously plat metal and i use metal in air quotes handle and tried to lift an oven by the handle and ended up with the handle in his hand and no oven oh my god wow oh. I, I have never had this experience either after this. So not only he pays out, it replaces it and, and takes about another month. I have the owner of the company show up on my door then like two days later and apologizing. He's like, um, yeah, so that part's been ordered. We're going to have it to you very shortly. Uh, I've actually made arrangements for Maytag to just give you a new door temporarily and we'll replace one of their show models. And the guy who's working on your house is no longer an employee. So just deal with me from now on. Oh, wow. 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 But apparently, like, we didn't complain about him. It was just what it was. But apparently, all the other customers did. And just a disaster. Could not keep straight, which, con- you know, you know, it's like what home right now. You got, like, an electrician. You got a plumber. You got. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and that's the thing. Like, at least our guy kept it somewhat organized, right? Um, And, you know, like, they've been very accommodating. But that just sucks. Like, I, like our, our big appliance, um, whoa. And I use that, you know, with air quotes is. Um, like we got our, our oven delivered the first time and what they do is they open it prior to bringing it into your house, just in case there's damage. Right. So they open, they open the, they open the box, they open the oven and the oven's dented. Like, it's like, it's basically crooked. It looked like an accordion and both guys go, yeah, that's not going into your house. We'll we'll uh, we'll take a picture. In fact, we'll 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 complain to the factory for you. <laughs> like it was that bad. <laughs> it was brutal. But uh, yeah, no. So the good news is that yeah, we're we're I think like now we're at like kind of a touch up stage, and um, you know again again we've prior to the rental, we had to move a, st- a whole bunch of stuff around, not just to my parents. house. like, we move stuff upstairs and we move stuff downstairs. So now it's a matter of like trying to get everything back to the kitchen. And then the other part is um, like, you know, trying to figure out, okay, where are we going to put everything? <laughs> right. So it, it, it was still work to do, but at least the kitchen's done and you know, the, the bathroom's done. So we have a house back. Thank God. Uh, you know, just as we're hitting winter time. Right. Well, more importantly, five weeks until Christmas this Sunday. Yeah, and you know what? There will be no Christmas anything at our house. We're we're just too tired. Like you like you've gone through it, right? And you know, the first week or two, it's kind of a novel thing. Hey, we're gonna barbecue. We're gonna crockpot everything. And then like three months later, you're like, all right, we're just ordering out because we just can't be bothered. You know what I mean? Like. And like, you know, living in the basement that like, I've got a pretty small basement and, you know, using the laundry room as a, like, you know, to do dishes and, 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 you know, the, the, the tool, the tool, uh, my tool table in the garage was our quote unquote kitchen. Cause that's where the microwave and the toaster oven was. <laughs> we had the fridge out there. Like, it was nuts, man. 
Well, and it's the worst because nothing's where it should be and everything's not in its place. And then you have to re just need to somehow put all your stuff back together. Your yeah. House. Yeah. So like, e- even though the house is done, we've still got a good week or two of like trying to figure out what we're, what we're doing. Right. So I, like, again, I'm glad that the construction's done. Um, you know, we're, 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 we're in a little bit of debt, but whatever it happens. Right. So like, um, but otherwise, no, the house looks the house looks pretty good. If I think the thing that I'm the most excited about, I'm, I'm sure the I'm sure the people listening to this are going, well, you know, I thought we were going to talk about SmackDown, but the, the the cool part about our house is we got new floodlights, so our our living room and our our family room are like bright, like we're not used to it. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> turn the lights down. But I love it. I love that part. So well, and it, it just it just feels nice. The house starts to feel like normal again. Even yeah, all of these changes, and it does yep. fit in the SmackDown because, I mean, I mean, we had a major renovation to the Smack to the card because I don't know about you, but two weeks ago, if you would have told me that Becky was going to be on the card and not Sasha and Naomi, I would have said that makes way more sense. We're going to Boston, but it doesn't look like we're getting, unless we get some weird left turn, we're not getting Becky or uh, Naomi tomorrow night. You mean Sasha? Sorry, Sasha and Naomi. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting Becky instead. See, it's, it's, it's funny you say that because I didn't think they were coming back. Like just, and again, it's all, you know, rumor and conjecture and all that stuff, but just based on what I've seen, it, it just like, it just doesn't seem that they're at least at least Sasha anyways, doesn't seem like she's like, you know, um, it doesn't seem like she's interested uh, from what I've read. And again, I could be completely wrong here, but um, you know, she's uh, everything I see of her. It's like, um, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't get the sense that she's, she's imminent to return. And then on top of that, like the Becky thing made made sense because of what happened to her with damage control and them taking her out. So, you know, we had speculated, um, not not hard because I don't tend to speculate as much anymore. But we kind of speculated on 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 Tuesday morning cook that most like we thought it would be Becky. The the other thought I had, and this was like a deep cut, but I had heard or had read a rumor that Tegan Knox might be coming back. And I thought that would make sense because of what Dakota Kai did to her, like whatever, like two years ago in that last war games match when she like just basically destroyed her, um, you know, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm good with Becky. I think they need that. That's a welcome addition back to the women's roster. Well, and SmackDown definitely uh, may or may not have made this the main part of the show. So speaking of the main part of the show, we will get to SmackDown. I didn't note the episode number. That's what Greg does. Um, hey, you know what? Keep talking. I'll find it for you. All right. So let me let me let me do something useful here. <laughs> like we start with SmackDown being ten minutes late. And at first, I was super excited because I was like, "Oh, we're going to cut ten minutes out of SmackDown." And then I realized all they did was shift the ten minutes late because I thought there was this thing. News had to start at eleven. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to start at eleven on the Fox station. So no. if you're watching on Sportsnet. You had no idea what I'm talking about. If you're watching on Fox, the football game ran late, and I thought we lost 10% of the episode, and I was so excited. And then it was like, nope, we're getting a full episode. All right, there you go. <laughs> Damage trolls in the ring, and they're there. And <laughs> Bailey heals on the crowd saying, I can't believe that Bianca made me come out on Thanksgiving weekend to this terrible town of Providence. <laughs> and- 
like awesome. You're the winner. Like just just make sure they're not gonna cheer you in any way, shape, or form. So come on out. Let's not delay this any further. And then um we have the other team comes out. I love, I always love Bianca. She's got her strut. The other like ladies on there have no rhythm. I don't think Mia Yim has any rhythm. I'm not sure that um well, I know Asuka has rhythm because that was the highlight of the thing. Asuka's like shimmying out. And I was like, man, I miss Asuka. When can she be traded back to the blue brand? Here's the thing. Asuka has her own rhythm. So it like, even though she's not necessarily, you know, like she's, you know, she's, she may not be the, the, the most, you know, let's say she's not much of a dancer, for example, versus say like a Sasha Banks, since we're talking about her or Naomi. But but Asuka has a really cool rhythm of her own, and that just makes her unique. I, I love the way Asuka moves. I think she's awesome. Well, yeah, and she so she struts out. Bianca says, there's five of you and four of us, but I said we weren't coming alone. And out comes big time Beck. Becky Lynch music plays, and Becky storms down. They storm the ring. We get a brawl. <laughs> oh, boy, did, did we get a brawl? <laughs> Holy crap. Everybody's fighting, but the best part is they were smart enough to put Becky in the ring. She fights, squares off. Um, she's beating up Bailey, and she hits a Beck exploder, and she throws her over her head. She's in the ring, and then she stares down Rhea Ripley, and Rhea's like team, like no, 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 not now. And Becky's just jaw jacking. The best is the off mic stuff with Becky, where she's like, "Come on, don't no, don't pay attention as the other as her teammates got on the apron. No attention to them. It's gonna be you and me. I'm gonna take you out right now." She's like trying to get her to fight. It's great. Yeah, no, it was, it was and, and you know what that like again again that's Becky, man. Like they need that star power um in the women's division. Like with all due respect to Bianca, with all due respect to Alexa, Oscar, all those guys. I mean, you know, Becky's got oh, that's my dogs, by the way. So Becky has a um, I think my kids are home. <laughs> Becky uh-huh. has Becky has that star power, she has that it thing that very few people do. I'm going to, I'm going to argue in wrestling, let alone the WWE. And that's, that's with due respect to, um, you know, all the wrestlers out there. It's not a knock on anybody, but you know, like, I mean, come on, she was on young rock doing the Cindy Lauper thing. And I thought she was great in that. Um, so, you know, I'm glad to see her back. Well, and she adds some star power and boy, oh boy, does WWE want you to remember that she adds a ton of star power. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sheamus for so our match set are Sheamus for and Drew versus the Usos for the advantage for the men's side. Shauncee and Raquel versus Ronda and Sh- and Shayna and Braun and Ricochet. Braun versus Ricochet and Butch versus Andrade, which is going to be our. Uh, oh wait, did I say Andrade? I meant no Santos Escobar. Escobar. Yeah, I know yeah. I did it on purpose. Yeah. It's in my notes written because I said uh, Andrade, and I was like, no, this is definitely Santos. But every time I see his little image, I'm like, that's the other show. Yeah, it, it it's funny because I thought the exact same thing you did. I was just like, it's like Santos Escobar is Andrade, but he speaks better English. <laughs> and I would say is a better wrestler. Oh, and is easier to deal with backstage from a parent from every, all signs. Yeah, like and again, I'm I'm gonna leave that one alone. Um, I'll leave that <laughs> I'll leave that up to Meltzer <laughs> and guys like Sean Rasta to uh figure out. But uh I yeah, like I like Santos Escobar. I know we'll get into the match. So, um, oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like again, sort of the final cap on this Becky thing, you know, very curious too to see where she ends up. Cause if she ends up 
in on SmackDown, which I think that's where she's going to end up. You've got that, you know, that potential Ronda versus Becky match that everybody has been pining for for the last whatever it's been three, four years, right? Well, when do we get a draft is the million dollar question. Oh, hopefully never. <laughs> okay. Um, so we come basically we go from all of the stuff with Becky and we go into a commercial and I've been waiting all night for this because we go to recap number one, which is the best <laughs> thing is to play the Joe sound effect with Joe sitting here. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. We ended up so the recap was just basically us watching Becky's uh return and all the fighting between the two teams. Because that's that's the first of two times we will have that recap and not the first of the many times that we'll play the Joe sound effects for Joe. Well, it, I, really quick, because I know you guys watch um, SmackDown, obviously, every week. But, yeah, like, I forgot that there were that many recaps in the show. Because, like, Rod does it, too. But Raw's a three-hour show, so it doesn't feel like they're doing a lot of recaps, even though they are. But in a two-hour show, it's like you notice, man. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, and then you notice, like, the weird things where, like, they – they do two things where it's like sometimes they stretch and then other times it's like, well, we have to cram something in. So Legato comes out and then they put an Escobar cut in where Escobar is talking about how he's fighting for the, um, he, he wants the IC title. And if you're standing between him and the IC title, you're standing on unstable ground. And it's like, why do you have a picture in picture? Don't you have enough time in the show? You just wasted two minutes on a recap. Well, that's the thing. Like, I guess, and again, I, this is us being really picky now, but, could you not have done that backstage? Hey, before you go out, you know, what are you thinking? Have him cut that promo and then have him walk out. That just feels a lot more like sports for lack of a better description. Right. Um, but, you know, hey, I, you know, whether you like it or not, because I mean, you know, they do this a lot on Raw as well. That's the WWE formula. And, you know, somebody out there has decided, hey, this works, you know, and again, you could you could or you, you could argue that. But. You know, it again, I hate to say it because I, I hate saying this, but it is what it is, unfortunately, with WWE. And they have two other big things with their formula, which was as pretty much every one of these matches started with somebody walking out, commercial, yep, yep. back from commercial. And yep. the other one that will drive you nuts if you if you pay too much attention is uh face is winning, face gets beat up. Uh that leads us to a commercial back from commercial as we're coming. The the uh, heels on has the advantage, and oh, the face is is rallying just as the commercial comes back. Yeah, like and, and again, like you know, to to be fair, AEW does the same thing, except you just see it in the pick and pick, where you know you'll have um you know the 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 heel will get the advantage just as we go to the pick and pick, and then and usually outside the ring, and then in the pick and pick, the like you know my notes pretty much pervade him for any AEW pick and pick um, would be, you know, pick and pick dash heels working over baby face <laughs> back from break. Baby face gets the advantage back. Right. So. Oh, except for the main event this week where the, the face uh, was beating, was beating up the heel where Chris Jericho was in the corner. And okay. Well, that's that, drops from Ishii until yeah. Ishii's hands <laughs> dripping with blood. It's like, and, and oh not, God. and and not his blood. That's the scary part about it. So. 
Um, but anyways, we we digress. Let's get back to SmackDown. Sorry, okay. So the match starts Butch is manipulating Santos. Santos catches Butch with a straight kick to the face. And um, Santos then puts on a hold, which is weird for me to say that Butch gets caught in a hold and Santos works the hold. Like, I didn't know that was part of Lucha Libre. That's good, man. Like, again, Escobar is, you know, what what do they call him? The king of Lucha Libre or whatever it was. Mm. But like he's he's much more than that. Like, he, don't get me wrong. Dude is an awesome uh, Lucha Libre wrestler. I mean, that's his you know, that's his background. But, you know, we even saw in in NXT like back, you know, back when he was there, he was really good. Like he, he's just a good overall wrestler who just happens to be really good at you know, the Lucha Libre style. Well, even the little thing where he caught Butch up on the top rope, he pushed him to the outside. And just the way he was, you know, celebrating that he had the advantage as they headed into the commercial. And when they come back, the striking exchange, the two forearms, they hold each other's wrists. And this is Butchie's, Butchie's, Butchie. It's Butch's rally point because he's coming back. And I mean, at a certain point, Butch starts hitting, you know, moonsaults to the outside and he's taking out the other guys. But every time Butch attacks the other members of, of the family, we have a suicide dive, which Santos hits and takes out Butch. Eventually, we have a big tornado DDT from Butch back in the ring. And when we're starting to see the rally by Butch, we cut to the back and McIntyre and Owens are being attacked by the bloodline, which leads to Butch telling the rest of the brawling brutes to go to the back. And this isolates Butch. He's by himself. We get a distraction uh, first from Selena Vega. We then have Cruz and wild hit a combination kick, pull, pull Butch into the rope, kick him in the head. And we get a phantom driver for the win. And Escobar moves on. Are you surprised at all? To be honest, you know, not really. I think, uh, you know, Escobar is a strong competitor. You know, like I was wondering how they were going to get past um, the brawling brutes being at ringside. Right. So, you know, I get it. It's sports entertainment, whatever. Right. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not surprised Escobar won. I'm glad he won. You know, and, and again, I'm glad that he won by a distraction. Like it wasn't a clean win. Um I got to tell you, Zelina looks great. Oh, my God. You know, like Malachi Black, dude, good on you. Um, And, you know, to to have Escobar win in, you know, quote, quote unquote, that nefarious way, I think was 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 well done. I like it. Um, I also like coming back to Butch for a sec. Two things kind of stand out. So, number one, I remember when they changed his name to Butch and everybody, myself included, were like, what the f? Why are you calling him Butch? And he, you know, he he started doing that like kind of weird, like you know, like bulldog, crazy rabid bulldog gimmick where he was just like, "Oh, let me at him, let me at him," right? But dude, it's working. Like <laughs> I love this. And then number two, uh, sort of the reverse of what we were talking about with Escobar, like Butch, we know can Matt wrestle. We know he knows the like the submissions and the manipulation, like the joint manipulation holds. But hey, man, he hit some good moonsaults. Like the guy, you know, like again, just another solid wrestler. Put him in the ring with anybody, and you know he'll 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 wrestle a good match. And and you could say that about Escobar as well. So I I, I dug this match. I thought it was a fun match. Well, and the fun part for me was, and I skipped it during the recap, but the highlight, the two of them on the top rope, standing on the top rope, and Butch 
gets his hand butch and him are trying oh to, and yeah and he, like, and he does the finger thing yeah you're like figuring okay they're gonna do somebody's gonna do a springboard moonsault or somebody's gonna like you know all kinds of different combinations a hurricane rana nope just a simple snap the yeah. fingers and then escobar just tumbles to the outside and to escobar's credit unlike some other wrestlers he sells his body part. He spent mm-hmm. the rest of the match holding his fingers like they're busted. And even yeah. after the match, you can see him shaking his hand and trying to like get awesome. See, awesome. And and the the other the other cool thing about that move, well, number one, it, it's a unique way to get someone off the top rope. But number two, everybody watching knows what that feels like. So that makes it even more effective because when he did it, I was like, ah, oh, you know, you, you're cold in your hand because you know what that feels like. Like, you know, I, and, and, and I like those little things. I love those little things. Well, callback the one of my job, parts of my job when I worked for my dad, working my way through university doing manual labor was to move appliances. And I moved many a fridge up and down a narrow hallways in times I jammed a finger in a door frame or something. Yeah. And it became one of those things where it was just like, also, uh, my, my dear buddy, Chris, he always was like, you know, we're his, my dad is our supervisor, but his mom's our like general manager. He's like, why do you always carry the bottom end of the fridge? I'm like, cause if you drop a fridge on me, no one's going to be as mad as if I drop a fridge on you, you're the boss's kid. Yeah. <laughs> Good call not not doing it yeah it yeah was, take take care of shane mcmahon when you're in the ring with take, him That's really... shane McMahon. <laughs> oh boy all right unless you're kurt angle <laughs> all right we recap number two uh oh boy recap number two <laughs> is um uh, this one is the interaction between bray and la knight and this basically leads to the commercial of of Bray. But you, if you didn't, you don't watch SmackDown all the time. Did you know that LA Knight and Bray are feuding? And this explained the entire feud in about two minutes. Oh no! Like even though I haven't watched, I'm keeping up with it. So I knew Bray and LA Knight were feuding. But go through this, and I'll, I'll give you my thoughts. <laughs> oh, Bray finally makes his way to the ring after his really long but very good entrance. And Bray says, "I know people." Out there, they're whispering behind my back, and I pretend that those things don't bother me. But I have the pulse on what the people say. I have been looking, looked at my entire life like a rabid animal. I know that most people want to see that. They want to see the monster. They want to see the fiend. That's it. That's what people want to see, the monster, right? You want to see it right now. You want to see the human tornado destroy himself. I'm not this man anymore. I'm not that person. And the wait, 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 hold on. Audibly boo. Yeah, that's right. I was gonna boo on you because they I was like, wow. They all they're all like boo. And I'm like, oof. All right, good. <laughs> uh, well, apparently they're turning on the uh happy go lucky bray. I'm it's hard to be bray. It's hard to bear these burdens. Dramatic pause. <laughs> he knows that the violence, the only is the only language that I've ever known. So I, I have to be honest with you. I have to be truthful. It wasn't me who attacked LA Knight. And before we can say too much, the camera, we get this weird grainy camera footage of, of Bray as Bray the Swamp Guy, Bray the Fiend, Bray the Puppet Guy, and Uncle Howdy's face keeps cutting in. And they're talking about, I will make you feel wanted. I will ma- I won't, don't let him lie to you. Don't let him fool you. List, don't listen to him. Never forget a snake in a cage is still a snake. 
And at the end, wake up. Like, seriously. And people complain about, I don't know, some of the weird stuff you guys get on AEW where I'm trying to think of his name. The skater, Sting Skater Kid. Oh, Dar- Darby Allen. Yeah, Darby's like weird stuff. Like, nothing's weirder than Bray's weird stuff. I I said this once on the main show, but I want to say three weeks ago. I'm happy that Bray's back. I, I truly am because, you know, by all accounts, he's a good dude. I think he's got like, you know, some interesting stuff going on. My issue, though, and and unfortunately, it seems to be like it's the same old, same old. So he comes back to big fanfare. His first few promos are like, all right, where are we going? Like, you know, I'm interested. Where are we going to go with this? And then it's like, okay, show me something. Because now, you know, and the the problem that I had with Bray um, coming back is that I already had him on a pretty short leash. Because again, every single time he's come back from whatever, whether it's like an injury or suspension or took some time off, whatever it is, comes back. He's house of fire. Everything's cool. And then whatever character that he's trying to establish, like you kind of lose interest. And like I, I lost interest about a week ago. And this has only been what three weeks now or whatever it's been three, maybe maybe a month. You know what I mean? Um, and and look, like again, this might just be me. You know, like you know, being a jerk. I don't know. But again, I'm just, I'm not feeling this. And then, you know, cause it, like, you know, he, he's, he's doing his vignette and then the weird, you know, the weird video comes up and it's like, I've seen this before. Like this is the, the this is the fiend 2.0. <laughs> you know what I mean? Except now it's what, what's his name? Uncle Howdy or whatever you call yep. it. So like at, at the end of the day, again, as, as the person, you know, Wyndham Rotunda, I think that's his name. Happy for the dude. All the success, wish all the success for him. But this character, I'm already bored, you know. Oh, listen, it's this it's a different, it's a different kind of recycling that they do where they just yeah, yeah. swap the gimmick. It all comes down to who's in the Uncle Howdy mask. And if it's somebody that's not Bray, how do they relate to Bray and what feud does this look like? And if this gets over at all, this all belongs to the goodness that is LA Knight. Well, see, and here's the other part. Actually, okay, go through the LA Knight stuff, and then I'll I'll get into my LA Knight spiel. <laughs> because LA Knight's there in a sling. They cut. Well, they cut to the back, and LA Knight's in a sling, and he says, "How was your Thanksgiving?" And the reporter's like, "Good." He's like, "Well, mine was terrible. I was suffering. I got a pull. I got pulled out from underneath a bag of bray." And the announcer's like, "A bag of what?" And he's like, "A bag of bray. I mean, a bag of trash." <laughs> yes, I said a bag of trash. LA Knight said LA Knight says, if, if it wasn't for the sling and the crutches, I would have gone out there. I would have said, whose game is it? And he would have said, it's LA Knight's game. And I would have put him in his place. And I'm I'm still here. So let me talk to you. Yeah. Does his LA Knight slogans, leaves, limps away. My favorite part is him limping away with the thing in the in the sling and the crutch. And then we get the freaky Bray stuff again, which means, uh-oh. See, and again, just, I'm torn with LA Knight because, well, number one, I miss Maxim models, but whatever. Okay, that's that's a Joe thing. But, like, it's like, okay, you've, and this is with much love and respect to LA Knight because he is very good on the mic. I think he's very good, okay? He's got a great look. But Bray comes back to all this fanfare, 
he comes back as you know you know almost like like you know a savior type of thing to smackdown for lack of a better description his first program was with la night you know what i mean like you couldn't have put him with something someone a little more i guess bigger because it's not like la night's been in the ring any you know in 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 the last little while um and he's just coming off that you know that max that maxim model the whatever double m triple m uh, model gimmick right which again i think was amazing but that's just me um so like again i feel i feel bad complaining about it because again i do like brain i do like la night but this this feud just it's not hitting for me yet well and it's it's there's something missing and it depends on unless this gets ridiculous next week. I want him with the neck brace because this, <laughs> we just need to go wait this go over the top. Um, yeah, he's in a neck brace in the week after he comes out and like, he comes out with like a wheelchair you know what I mean? and then full, full traction. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then we'll just bring Kane out for no apparent reason. And Kane will just push him off of a stage. So like, like again, I'm I like you kind of hit it on the head about, 30 seconds ago where you said if if this gets over it'll be because of la night i 100 agree with you because i'm already bored with the bray character and and again i feel bad saying it but like la night to me is what's making this interesting because it's like all the calamities are happening to him and he's talking you know well and you know like because bray's promo like that whole thing you know, when again, people want to see the monster, the fiend, you know, the, the uh, you want to see the human tornado destroy himself. Whereas LA Knight's just like, you know, I, I got hit with a bag of trash and, you know, the dude gets the vomit, his lies to the world, not a single consequence done. Like, you know what I mean? So I really, I really hope it works out. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for both guys. It's just not hitting for me right now. That's all. So, well, hopefully it will pick up next week and we'll have to pick up the story of LA Knight being eviscerated slowly but surely by somebody question mark some supernatural thing <laughs> so speaking of supernatural and spooky the viking raiders come out and that oh no sorry hit row comes out because they're gonna fight the viking raiders so hit row comes out commercial back commercial we'll get to our viking raiders coming out and they're gonna wrestle hit row and apparently sarah logan's new name is valhalla yeah, I don't get that. I thought they call her like Valkyrie or something like that. But I, apparently, there's a Valkyrie in NXT, so I, I guess so. Um, like, I, I I don't know how into <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know how into Norse myth mythology you're 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 in, but to me, Valhalla doesn't make sense because I know what it is. <laughs> like, well, it's it's the afterlife for them. And listen, you're talking about a guy who's been reading Thor for almost two decades. Like, fair, fair, fair. So, but is he but is he reading Thor Marvel or is he reading Thor like actual Norse mythology? Because those well, are two I'm, different things. I'm Thor Marvel, like, but not nothing and um actual master's degree in theology. So one of the okay, then you know what? Respect, respect there. Yeah. So and also seasons of Vikings, because hello, Edge was on Vikings, and so yeah, all this yeah. stuff you learn about all this stuff, and you're like, you're right, Val's a stupid name, Valkyrie. Um I don't know, like, like Lady Sif. Like, you could just. There's a list of characters from yeah. the comic books. And like, if you, I mean, if you wanted to go Freya, who's like, you know, like that was, uh, you know, the, the, there's that. Again, I, I'm being really nitpicky because I actually, I don't know. If, yeah, screw it. I'm gonna say it. I like the Viking Raiders. <laughs> I think they're great. Well, and the best part was it looked like Sarah Logan may have listened to the internet critiques and slightly changed up her look a little 
she had she had a house of black vibe going on though i gotta tell you um but i thought she looked like it works like it, I, but here's the difference like not the difference but like they're all like that's them that's not them playing vikings well i mean they are but like that's who they really are so it that comes across on screen when they come out. Like, I'm not thinking that's a stupid gimmick. I'm thinking, wow, these, these guys are serious about this stuff. Right. You know, and you know what, to, to hit Rose credit, same, same deal with them. Like that's them. They're not playing, you know, Adonis and, and top dollar. They, they, that's who they are. So that's why, that's why the gimmick works. I just feel sorry for them. So, like, oh, as we'll I think see. We should all feel bad for hit row because they were in the place of the maximum male models. And I you know, I would, I would, but the maximum male models were are are kind of the job squad of the of the tag division on SmackDown. It's true, but I would argue that the maximum male models, though, like you you expect that because of the gimmick, like hit row for a while, at least in NXT, anyways, they were a big deal, and then when they came up with Swerve, like it it felt like they were a big deal. Now I feel really bad for them. Well, somebody's gonna get a push, but it's Swerve, and he it's because he's in another company. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. And the other guys miss Swerve, and oh yeah. So I mean, basically, Shanti the Adas comes in and he just gets walloped by the Viking Raiders. Literally, at one point, they have him, they make a tag, the Viking Raiders do, and they just clubber him they yeah. take hands and just in the corner on him. It was ugly. And then he takes a straight right hand. Eventually, Donis reverses out of a suplex, rolls through tags in top dollar. Top dollar gets a little bit of offense. He hits a bunch of moves. And did you notice what happens? He's dumb enough to tag back in Adonis, who's tweaked his knee on the at the end of the first tag. He comes back in. Top dollar's tossed over the top rope. Adon- poor Adonis jumps off the top rope, tweaks his knee again, gets walloped, and then he gets hit with that double power bomb or double like flapjack, which they call Ragnarok. And that I love I love that actually. I think that's cool. And it looks so good, especially on a small guy like Adonis. Adonis yeah. is I feel bad for him because he's teamed up with Top Dollar. So he's gonna not get to show a lot of his cool stuff, even though he's clearly very good. And he's gonna get beat up a lot because Top Yeah, he's he, he he's gonna be the ragdoll for that team. Like he's gonna be the one that takes all the heat. All right. It reminds me of the the and I don't know which is which, but the Rock and Roll Express, where one rock and roll was always the hot tag guy, and the other guy was the seller. Yeah, Ricky Morton was the guy that would always sell because he was very good at it, and then he would tag in Robert Gibson, and Robert Gibson would, you know, clear clean house and stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know if I'd call Adonis the Ricky the the Ricky Morton yet because Ricky Morton was really really good at selling. Um, but I, I see where you're getting. Yeah. And Adonis did a great job with his knee tonight. Like he, soon as he play, came flying off top ropes, he did that. And I mean, this was exactly what you needed. I just wish there was like, do we not have enhancement talent? Why is it row getting slaughtered? Yeah. See, and I think that's why I feel bad for hit row because they're, they're good. And yeah, but you know, so is Ricochet, even though today was an exception. But like at the end of the day, I just feel bad for them because they're a good team. And you know, maybe they gotta maybe they gotta get beat down and then get built back up, you know, sort of the WWE formula. But like when when the Viking Raiders came out, 
and watching them beat down Adonis, I was like, oh my God, it's a squash match. It was basically a squash match, right? Basically. Now, maybe what we need to do is take one thing from NXT and combine it with another thing from NXT because there's this guy called Carmelo Hayes and him and his buddy Trick. I think if you added them to Hit Row, you would have a killer faction. Now, they would probably have to be heels, but man, oh man, I mean, nothing wrong with the Hit Rose wrestling, but they, they're missing Swerve. They need a leader. And they yeah, like, yeah. they make like, the team without a guy. Like, and, and that's the thing, like what Swerve, what Swerve gave them, because this is what he kind of does it in AEW. He gave them a swagger. Like, and 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 he like again, he could be the guy that would get all the heat and you know, talk up, talk, talk the talk it up, because he was good at that. Um, and, and like, you know, Swerve, I think is good where he can be a good baby face. Although I still think he's a better heel, but he was the charisma of that team and they're desperately, they're, they're desperately missing that. Right. Um, and like without him, they're just kind of an, they're just another tag team with Swerve. They had a personality and they're really missing that. And I, I forgot the girls. Is it Ashanti? Um, Adonis, uh, hit row is Shanti. Yeah. Okay. And B-Fab. Okay. Like, and that's the thing, like, yeah, like the, like just to your point, they're, they're definitely missing something and it, it, it's noticeable, especially knowing that they used to have swerve on that team. Yeah. Who just like, like the elite being deleted from pictures. It was like, he's probably in none of the promo. (laughs) Yeah. We just will forget about him. The OG three. Speaking of people who were having a day, Michael Cole, he was like losing his mind talking about the and queuing up the footage. This was great. Dominic and Rhea show up for Thanksgiving dinner. They knock on the door. Ray's not going to let them in. You can tell that he was obviously having dinner with his family. And it's like, he must have a, a mask near the door. Cause he like grabs his mask. And he's like putting it on as the camera's there. So we didn't see his face, but he was clearly like, you know, it's like he sleeps in the damn mask. He, we've seen him without, we know what his face looks like, Yeah, but he, but he took enough time to put the mask on and you know, he's, Dominic's trying to get into family dinner and Ray said, we're not doing this. We're not going to, we're not dealing with this right now. We're, you know, you know why you're not welcome. And and he's like, I brought food and everything. And so finally Rhea pushes in the door and they attack Ray Mysterio, who's obviously in a boot. They take this family picture of Ray and Dominic, little cute Dominic, and he smashed it over his dad's bad ankle and they break uh, a broom over it. And you can hear the other kids in the background crying. And I'm like, wait a second. Isn't his sister like 21? Why isn't she not helping her dad? Oh God. Well, yeah. I'm like, yeah, she's uh, she better be at least 21. Cause she was dating. Um, Buddy Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you know what? And again, it's, you know, it's, it's pro wrestling, man. So it, and I'm, again, I might be on an Island here, but like um, Dominic Mysterio has, he's got some serious heat. Uh, and I mean that in like a good way, like, you know, cause the heat that he has, he gets booed, but it's not boo. I'm going to go to the bathroom. It's boo. I want someone to beat the crap out of this guy. And that's, it's exactly what you want. And then Rhea's just awesome. Like Rhea's just Rhea. <laughs> like she's like we're kind of joking around, but like Judgment Day is really Rhea's faction now. It's it's not you know it's not Finn Balor anymore. It's Rhea Ripley. She's the star. She's got like again 
if she ever turns babyface again, that is a that is a turn slash babyface waiting to happen, and the crowd is going to explode when that happens. And meanwhile, Dominic never needs to turn face ever again. You know what? You're right. He doesn't. He could be a heel for the rest of his life, and and he he's like like. Again, I'm not the biggest fan of Judgment Day. I, I mean, I, I think I've been pretty pretty open about that. But what I will admit is that this has really helped Dom because he doesn't have to carry a load. Like he can hide behind Finn, he can hide behind Rhea, he can hide behind Damian while he's, um, you know, honing his craft, and he is getting better, right? So, but yeah, that 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 video was hilarious. I was just like, yeah, that that makes sense. Like again, it's you know, it's WWE, <laughs> you know. Well, and um, just to finish this, I would dare say that what we ended up with was he ended up with some Latino heat. All uh, right. <laughs> sorry. He he has just got that. He got his other dad was well, his real dad's heat gene. <laughs> yeah, 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 he did, I guess. <laughs> All right. So we're going to continue our WWE cl- cliche. Ricochet comes out, which means we need a commercial to queue up his match against Braun. Yes, we do. Come back. Poor LA Knight is just pinned underneath a door in some crates again because that's what Friday nights looks like for LA Knight. And and that's and that's apparently where where LA Knight is is going to be now. Like so, like, come out next week with the other arm in a sling. Instead of having one broken leg, he'll have two, and he'll just just keep adding like props to him. It'll be great. Oh, man. You know what though? If they do that, I'll pop. I'll be like, all right, I'm in. I'll I'll be totally into this. So. Like, Match number three is Braun versus Ricochet. And I mean, there's some cool stuff in this match, but essentially Braun throws Ricochet around and he eventually throws him to the corner. And my, the best part is the beginning. He pats him on the head like he's a little boy. Yeah. He looks like a small child compared to Braun. Most most wrestlers look like a small child compared to Braun. Yep. Ricochet then tries to dive off of a springing, uh, like a spring cross body, but Braun just catches him. And when Braun tries to slam him, Ricochet gets out one drop kick, two drop kicks. He eventually gets him onto the apron, another drop kick. He kicks him into the barricade and he's down for 10 seconds. And Ricochet's like, Yay, I'm a dumb baby face. I'm going to turn my back on Braun. Braun flying back into the screen and just. Plows him over, knocks him completely over the announce table. At this point, two things are clear. Braun's awesome. This is hilarious. And of course, uh, Ricochet is an incredible athlete because he lands that. He look, makes Braun look like a million dollars. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah. So this all leads to uh, Gunther and Imperium coming out. They distract Braun, and Braun gets caught by Ricochet in a crucifix pin for the one, two, three, and Ricochet wins. Did anybody have this on their bingo card? I certainly I can't say that I did. <laughs> I'm not complaining though. I mean, Santos Escobar versus Ricochet is a dream match. That, that's gonna be the epitome of flippy fly stuff. <laughs> it, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not knocking that style. I'm just saying that's. I mean, you know, you're just gonna see athleticism at the yin yang it's going to be a good match um and you know what i i like the idea of the imperium uh distracting Braun because he was arguably your biggest threat to gunther although i'll admit i'm a little sad because i really thought that if 
Braun had won tonight, he was going to beat Escobar, and then we would get Braun versus Gunther. And I know we're going to get that down the line, but man, that that's just going to be a sick match, and I can't wait to see that. Why not have Gunther avoid Braun all the way to WrestleMania? There's your WrestleMania match, Braun versus Gunther. It's not a main event, but boy, oh boy, does that fill out the middle of the card. Dude, I no problem there. I thought like, look, I, I thought Braun versus Omos was pretty good at Crown Jewel for what it was. So like Gunther is a much better worker than Omos. I think Braun versus Gunther could be, again, we don't need it to be 25 minutes. Give me 10 minutes of both guys just pounding the crap out of each other. I'll be happy. I'm good with that. There's a chop battle that could also lead to somebody's hand uh, being co- covered in blood. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if Braun would would want Gunther to uh, hit him that hard. I mean, a dude puts he he lays those chops and it is not they they are not pretty. I I don't like. I mean, think about it. You know, Brad's. You know, Brad, you're in the back. You're a wrestler, right? You got to wrestle Gunther tonight. He's like, hey man, I'm gonna hit you with my chops. You okay with that? <laughs> like, no, like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although now all I can think in my head is all I really want is Gunther and Ishii. Oh God, yeah. Let, let's stop. We're we're talking dream matches here. Stop. Let's get back to SmackDown here. So basically, what ended up happening was we ended up with um, Imperium attacking Braun. They take him down. They they're like a pack of dogs. You start to grab a limb, which I love the fact they just were gonna take him out. And yeah. Ricochet's in the in the aisleway, and he's he's convicted. He, he can't decide whether he's gonna go. And then finally, he doesn't go save. And basically, all he is is a distraction. He gets beat down. He get he eats a big one of those big gunther chops but that's enough because Braun can get back he can clear house and then mm-hmm. you look like Braun sees ricochet sitting in the corner and you're like is he gonna kill ricochet instead he pulls him up and he points at him and it's like oh Braun's a face at least now but eventually we're gonna see ricochet get tossed like a sack of trash the, like the other thing too i wonder because you know like there was that all that sort of heat when Braun tweeted that thing to omos about you know you know people care about monsters. They don't care about like the flippy fly stuff. So, you know, he got, he got a little bit of heat for that from, you know, the internet, whatever you want to call it. Um, And I think that like, you know, him helping Ricochet kind of helped with that image, you know, personally, I don't, I don't care that he said that. I thought it was funny, but you know um, I think maybe that was part of it was to um, part of that was to like, you know, help, help him out, I guess, a little bit with, with, you know, the, the, maybe the more hardcore fan base. Well, and he has, he wasn't very good at controlling his narrative. So he needs to, he needs oh, to yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Recap. Number three <laughs> is the fact that we saw how Kevin Owens got added to this match last week where Kevin Owens came out for the big save. And yeah, I mean, this is leading up to probably one of my favorite parts of this, which is Sami Zayn just kind of walking along as one does. And Kevin Owens comes up behind him as he's looking at the bloodline uh, locker room. And Sammy says, Hey man, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. And Kevin Owens says, Hey, you know, I mean, we just need to talk. I mean, how many times over the years have I had to bail you out when your mouth has gotten yourself into trouble? And then all of a sudden we see Jay Uso's face in the doorway and clearly Jay is listening. So this is, this becomes Absolutely amazing. Kevin Owens is then saying, hey, man, you know how this is going to end up. They're going to turn on you. And what we need you to do, what I think you should do is you should be smart. You should turn on them before they turn on you. And Kevin Owens leaves. You can see Sammy just contemplating this. Jay's then clearly quietly closes the door, comes back out and says, hey, man, 
where were you? And Sammy's like, hey, man, I explained. I texted, you know, I'm late. And then Jay's like, hey, man, who? I thought you heard you talking to somebody out here. Who are you talking to? And Sammy looks at him, nobody. Wasn't talking to anybody. And Sammy leaves. Jay kind of is nice to him. And then Jay's kind of like got this grin on his like, got you. I got you on camera lying. So this may not lead to anything, but boy, oh, boy, these were great breadcrumbs. Yeah, you know what, and and you're right. Like that's exactly it. They're just great bread breadcrumbs. But so, like, I mean, obviously, they could, it could lead to a feud, or it could just be one of those things. Like, they can work their way out of this. They've got some options. Um, I'm still, you know, enjoying this Sammy Zayn bloodline thing. Um, and you know, like, you've got. Which one? Elimination Chamber coming up in Montreal in a couple months. So let's see where this goes. So it's got to continue at least that long. And um, yeah. well, you got you got to figure like Saturday is the last pay per view for the year. Sorry, pr- premium live event. Um, like December is NXT, but I mean, like this is like this could be your cliffhanger moment. Then you come back in January and let's see what happens. Right? ROH. <laughs> There's there. I think they might even been on the same day. We might just write off all day. <laughs> Anyways, they they it'll be a great yeah. It's the last one of the year, and yeah. I mean, we eventually have to get to something else. Uh, speaking of something else, we have to go backwards before we can go forward, Joe. So that means we need another recap, which means we're gonna recap. oh sorry, recap number four, which is more Becky Lynch. Yay, Becky's back! Yay, Becky. Anyways, Kale's in the back with Becky. They're talking, and Becky talks about how she was brutally attacked at... Sorry, Kayla's asking her, what? You come back to a brutal match? And she's like, yeah, I was brutally attacked. They took out my shoulder, and I've been thinking about damage control. I've been thinking about all things I can do to them, and I want to fight them, and I want to go to war with them, and I can't think of a better place for me to do those evil things that I was working on. So damage control, look out. Becky Lynch is... The man's coming around. Yeah, again, Becky Lynch cut a good promo. Hello, it's what she does. Well, and then, of course, we get another recap, which is recap number five, <laughs> which is the highlights of War Games, which, by the way, if you didn't enjoy this, um, be on the pre-show probably four times and three times for the night. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But you know what? Like, again, it's the WWE formula. It's what they do. And the, here's here's the one thing I will give credit for. Um, for the WWE, like, you know, you and I may not like it because we watch this every week and we've watched it every week for, and I'll use a conservative number, at least 15 years. Okay. Um, Joe, but, I know you're, I know you're North of 50 and I'm North of 40. I think combined it's a, it's probably like, I, I don't have a time in my life where I don't remember watching WWE. No, that's fair. Um, but like, actually, wait a minute. Actually, there was a time when when this is sad. I can remember there was a time when I didn't watch WWE because <laughs> um, I grew I grew up I grew up NWA. That's why. So, um, so like the the thing is though with all these recaps, like again for you and I, you know, we we get it. Like in fact, it's probably overplayed for us because we've watched this thing for again conservatively. You and I combined 30 years and i know it's more than that okay but like this show and and wwe has said as much this is not catering to brad the dad and and joe 
Aguinaldo, it's catering to that casual fan. It's catering to the kids that are just getting into the show. So like, you know, the idea of doing recaps, you know, when someone's walking to the ring before a break, after a break, like it makes sense because you can walk into any WWE show and at least have a sense of, okay, this is what happened tonight. This is what happened last week. Again, I don't, I I personally think it's overkill, but I, I understand it. Um, I understand why they're doing it. Um, so, but yeah, like, I mean, you know, when, when you see all these recaps, I mean, how many of you said already five or six, like five, five. Yeah. There's still more to go. Right. So. Okay. So there's only really one and I may not even use sound effects. I don't know if I should count this, but yeah, to your point, war games rules were then reviewed, which is good because most, while well, you watched war games back when dusty and flair were in the, in the war games, this is a good way for the main roster audience to get in touch with these rules who may be mm-hmm. not new to use of them. Well, and, and but again, it's smart because if you, if today was the first day you've ever watched SmackDown, so you're with a buddy and they're like, Hey, let's watch SmackDown. And you're seeing all these war games vignettes and you're seeing the cage and you're seeing the bloodline and you're seeing like all this stuff, even though you don't watch the show, you're at least getting a crash course on, you know, what's going on and how does the war games match work? Now, again, both of us have watched war games throughout the year. So like, I don't need to see the rules, but again, that's not for me and you that's for casual fan. Who's never watched the show before. Right. Oh yeah. And it was, it was well done. And this yep. is this whole thing with Shane and Rhonda where they attack Raquel. Cause they're not stupid. They're not dumb, dumb baby faces. They're smart heels. And they, go after Raquel's arm and slam it in a crate. And you could hear Raquel to her credit. She has never made a sound like that before on TV. And boy, oh boy, did it sound like she was, she had her arm her. broken. Yeah. And and it, like, I mean, I really hope that that was her um, like selling slash acting because that didn't look pretty at all, which what that's the intent. But man, like <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, I hope, I hope her arm wasn't in there. I hope they gimmick that door or whatever, right? Speaking of not looking pretty, we had the Brawling Brutes and Sheamus try and sell WWE merch because it's Black Friday. Well, hold up. That was awesome. Don't you ever call that not pretty. We need more of that on WWE Shop Zone. When they yelled banger after banger and they're throwing the shirts, (laughs) I was laughing. That was tremendous. It was just odd because I don't think Butch talks. Like he's still in, he's still part dog, so he doesn't say anything. That's fine. It's it, it's all you need, man. Like Seamus talking and then Ridge going, "Yeah, I, I was good." I I popped during that commercial. I thought that was great. No, he does say one thing in honor of his buddy William Regal. He's the one that yells war games with his British accent. Fair enough. <laughs> That's all I really need. So. Uh, Raquel, is, Raquel is not there. So Shayna and Rhonda uh, come to the ring. They're making fun of Raquel. They we get the word hospital and possible broken arm by Michael Cole on commentary, and they're laughing. They're making fun of them. They're doing the mean girl thing. They say, "Hey, accidents happen, and sometimes accidents happen on purpose." Mean girl laugh, and they say, it "Looks like we're not having a tag match." And they go to leave, and Shotzi storms the ring. Because speaking of dumb, dumb baby faces, I'm going to go attack two legit killers by myself. Here's the thing. I I don't have a problem with Shotzi coming out by herself. But like bring a kendo stick or a chair or something. You know what I mean? To even up the odds. 
She literally drives a tank usually and shoots it. Why is the tank not coming with her? Yeah, like like just something because again, in like in 1980, I get it. You know, th- this is the never say die baby face. In 2022, that's just dumb. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not gonna walk into a fight two on one knowing that both women are going to kill you. <laughs> they're gonna cheat, they're gonna do whatever they want they, they can to, to, to hurt you. So, you know, like if you don't want to be seen as chicken, okay, fine. But then bring bring a weapon or something. Bring like nunchucks. I don't know. Bring something. But to, to just walk to the ring by yourself, I don't care if you're a baby face or not. That's just that's just idiotic. <laughs> like, and we were being generous compared to what Wade Barrett said, which is like, you have a championship match tomorrow, and you're gonna yeah. go away. Like, and that's the other part is like is like yeah, Shotzi's going after. Like or not going after she's wrestling um Rhonda tomorrow night. Like, why would you jeopardize that? You know, like, like you know, calm down, relax, live to fight another day. That's not chicken. That's smart. Dumb dumb baby faces. <laughs> so I mean, essentially, we have a little bit of offense by Shauncey. She's smart enough to knock. Try to knock Shayna off. Uh, we, but eventually the two of them, they're hung up on the middle of the rope, both Rhonda and Shayna. And Shayna, or sorry, Ronda, Shayna gets taken out. Rhonda moves out of the way. And they just, oh, sorry, Rhonda gets taken out. Shayna gets out of the way because Shayna just waffles her with a forearm. And then two women's isolate Chauncey. They're working over her arm. Raquel comes down with one arm. Like this, yeah. this team, man. Well, and again, this is unfortunately this is a very standard wrestling trope. And and again, I I get it. I appreciate that the partner is you know risking life and limb to you know help 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 her teammate out. But just yeah, this just I like it's such a it's such an outdated wrestling trope. Like and again, if Raquel is insisting on coming to the ring. Bring a freaking kendo stick, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like bring something that instills a little bit of fear in in the heels, because you know what, the heels would bring a kendo stick, right? But this, and, and, she's dumb. She's a dumb dumb baby face. Yeah, it just so, it, this 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 gets, didn't help anyone's cause, man. She gets the ring. She gets tagged in. She does a little bit of offense, but she's holding that arm. She eventually tries to hit a choke slam. Ron after a blind tag because Ronda slides in, grabs her, and basically Shayna holds back Chauncey as she's like taunting Chauncey while she puts her in a, a Ronda Rousey arm brow. At yeah. least the one good thing I will say is they were not stupid enough to let her struggle. As soon as that arm bar went on, she taps so frantically, yeah. and Ronda held on to it lo- a little bit longer until eventually Sha- Chauncey came in free but speaking of dumb like she should have soon as she wouldn't let go of the armbar why was she grabbing a weapon save your friend like something yeah and, and that's the thing like I, I hate to keep harping on the stupid baby face thing because i again i know that that's pro wrestling um but at the same time it's like give me something just like give me something that'll make me suspend my disbelief and this this doesn't do it because like look let's talk ufc okay you got a title match, all right? If you break your arm, the doctors will not let you compete. That doesn't mean that you're a wimp. You're injured, right? You know, if you don't make weight, they won't let you. Like, no, no, sorry. 
like there was one point at the, was a one of the fighters that he was doing a weight cut and it was a dangerous weight cut. And they said, okay, we're going to cancel the main event. Right. So that's the thing. Like if you're hurt, it's, it's not a bad thing. If you live to fight another day, that's, that's common sense. So again, whenever I see the sort of the in peril baby face two on one handicap match, and then her partner comes out with a broken arm, I'm like, come on, <laughs> this is not, this just didn't make sense. And look, I like Raquel and I like Shotzi and Shotzi's one of my people. She's Filipino, Filipino positivity, but come on, <laughs> like, you know, she makes Filipino people look dumb. And, <laughs> and listen, the best part about this was after this, we queue up our main event for next week, which will be Ricochet um, versus Santos um, Escobar. I know I spoke on Andrade again, but that's yeah. Santos Andrade light. And Shanti in is in the back and she talks about how she, you know, she dealt with bullies. She knew what she was getting into. But when Raquel stuck up for, her, you know, she, she was there when you needed her the most. And then, now you've taken her out. And tomorrow, Shana, you're going to have a front row seat. Rhonda, I'm coming to come to beat you senseless. So that was the first truthful thing she said, because she is not winning this match. She may try, she may do damage to Rhonda, but there is no chance that this is the end of that run. I would be very surprised if Rhonda loses that match. And you know what? Look, I'm going to give Rhonda and Shayna credit. Like, I, I love heel Rhonda. I think she's great. Shayna's Shayna Shayna. Like, she's great, period always had always a fan of hers and like now they're like they're playing you know the mean bully girls but the other side of that coin is that they're both killers (laughs) you know what i mean so yeah look i'm i'm rooting for shotzi because she's one of my people i will always root for my people but i do not expect her to win that belt and if she does i'll be shocked well speaking of our people the commonwealth connection comes out kevin owens comes out to his own entrance and then Everybody else comes out with Drew McIntyre with his entrance and his flaming sword. And that's, of course, you know what? They can't get to the ring before we get to a commercial. <laughs> so we can have the bloodline come out after the commercial. And that's it's up our main event. The Usos versus Drew and Sheamus. Winner gets the War Games advantage. And early on, Drew and Sheamus are, they're just slugging it with the Usos and beating them down. They knocked them to the outside. We have a standoff between the two teams, and that takes us to the first commercial break of the match. And at this point, this is what I realized. Thanks to um, uh, I was on the board, and I'm trying to – oh, um, uh, I was on the board with a few people. I found out Matthew Smith would be willing to fill in Joe, so next time that we can do this, we can we can be there. And the other uh, one of the night was Bob Kapoor, who was like – I was all excited, Bob. Thought the show was going to be short. And then I was like, wait a second. The Fox feeds 10 minutes behind real time. Damn it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I thought that this was one commercial break. And then we would see, come back and we'd see the rally. But All right. no, 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 no. We didn't get that. We get the, we get the comeback. We come back. Seamus is being built down, beat down. He eventually hits a tilt of world. He makes the hot tag. We have all of Drew's throws and attacks, his spine busters. This eventually leads to, um, Drew being put to the outside, getting distracted. He gets taken out with a dive and thrown into the state into the steel steps. And now this time commercial two, Drew is now selling and he's trying to make the hot tag. Uh, anyway, yeah, this, the only, go ahead, Joe. No, I was just going to say this, this was a, you know, it was a long match, but it was the one good thing we got out of this was the shame is hot, hot tag. 
where he ends up hitting the Irish curse uh, backbreaker and then the beats of the Ballard and he hits oh seventeen or so. Yeah, like it was weird because he got the 10 normally and he went crazy and went fast. And I wonder if I wonder if Jay was like, all right, that's enough of that. Because he was he was making some good contact. I love that move. Well, it was this, he did the same thing uh, to Mr. Heat Magnet himself, um, Dominic. On, oh, no. The, he hit him, the, he hit him 20, 10 he times had... and then he stopped and he went, oh, here's a few more. And he just waffled Dominic. So. He hit Dominic 20 times and he hit Dominic hard 20 times. Cause again, when when Seamus started going like crazy on Jay, Jay actually turtled up at about 13. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, Jay's not having a good time. But uh yeah, like, like again, I it, don't get me wrong, it was it, I'm not gonna say it was a long match, but you know, two segment match or whatever it was, but it it was there was a lot going on in this. Well, and we were setting up for double beats the ballad with Drew and Sheamus, but the oh, I would have loved to have seen that. Ah, oh. that's the Tomorrow Night Survivor Series because they yeah. they got that double um, slingshot net, oh, slingshotted them off the top ropes. We'll get that tomorrow probably. Um, so Sammy does distraction one, and Jay hits super kick. This only this leads us to a two. Sheamus cuts off Jay. He knocks him off the top, um, and. I mean, we have Sammy and Solo wrestling, fighting on the outside. Eventually, the eventually this leads to a showdown with Kevin Owens and Sammy, where we have the we have the title belt, and Sammy's trying to get involved with the title belt, and Kevin Owens won't let him. And eventually, he pushes Sammy in with the title belt in his hand. The referee ejects Sammy, and when Sammy is distracting the ref, Kevin Owens slides in, stunner, and we get a bro kick for the win. And yeah, the Commonwealth connection. They're they got the advantage. The good guys got the well, okay. Maybe the faces got the advantage. And I say maybe because I'm not sure the bloodlines up the faces always. Yeah, like I'll admit that was I was not expecting that. I kind of thought that the bloodline would get the advantage because now you've put the bloodline in peril, right? Like and you know, are they going to get the sympathy? Right. And, and that's, and, and that's the thing too. Like all, all of them, I'm not going to include solo, but mainly because solo is just not, he's just too new, but like Sammy Roman and, and the Usos, like they're, I think they're going to get a good reaction. You know, like they're, they're going to get more cheers than they get booze. But I, I do think that the brawling brutes and KO are, are, you know, they're going into this, the baby faces, but that again, that said, I'm surprised they got the advantage. Oh, and it sets up a very interesting dynamic in that match. Um, you could end up with Sammy being, well, you failed. You screwed you screwed up yesterday, so you're in first. Mm-hmm. And you could have the bloodline fighting from behind. I mean, this leads to Roman being the last one in and like the big baby face spot, which if you, you talk about the NWA, that, that's the traditional spot of someone like Dusty Rhodes. This is where yeah. Dusty's going to come in and save him. Yeah, like like like, and that's the thing. Actually, I'll correct you there because Dusty actually usually started the War Games matches, which is even more impressive. But usually, that would have been like you know, um, like like one of the Road Warriors, like Road Warrior Hawk, would be the last guy in after all of his teammates got beaten up, and he'd just come in and just clean house. So again, I'm again, I'm intrigued. Weirdly enough, because the quote unquote faces have the advantage because you don't like. I think. 
I think from what I can remember, I think there's only one other time that I can remember that, like back in the 90s or something like that. And once in NXT, and that was setting up the great T and Knox being destroyed. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So this is I'm I'm curious to see how tomorrow goes. I think I think it'll be a fun card. Oh, it should be a great card. But before we get to that, let's quickly do a Hulu review and decide what of this stuff are we keeping and what are we cutting. Um, we're starting with damage control and the reveal of Becky. Is that a keeper cut? Or you can or you can superstar it if you like. I would superstar it as to when Becky comes out, because really that's that that was where it that's when it picked up, right? Yeah, and that's all we saw in the highlight package just four more times. So yeah, exactly. So let let's superstar that. Uh so we have Escobar versus Butch. Keep gotta keep that match. That was a fun match. That was a very fun match. How about Bray talking? Oh god, I I'm flipping hard on this one. Um hang on, let me let me just see what we got coming up. Bray and then LA Knights after this. So it's kind of a okay. deal. I'll I'll give this a chance. We'll keep it for now. Ask me this next week. I might have a completely different answer. Right. And with LA Knight. Okay. And and that will just keep his the other segment too, where he, we just see him destroyed week number two. Yep. Okay. How about the Viking Raiders um, decimation of poor hit row? Uh, you know what? I, I wouldn't. Oh, this is a tough one too, man. Because like, I'll be honest with you. I liked it. But this is the Hulu review, so you got to cut something eventually. So oh, I, you could superstar this and just show show the show the way. You, yeah, you know what? Let's 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 superstar the show Ragnarok. We're done. That was really the match. Uh, Thanksgiving with the Mysterios. That has to stay. <laughs> you can't not have that. It's Thanksgiving, man. Come on. Ricochet versus Braun and the aftermath with Imperium. I would I would show the, I would show the end and the aftermath. That's exactly what a superstar is for. Yep. And uh, how about Sammy and Kevin Owens? Okay, you cannot cut that at all. <laughs> That's got to stay. Uh, Becky. Lynch- Actually, in fact, I I believe last week or the week prior, one of you guys, and I'm pretty sure it was Greg, said that you would never cut a Sammy uh, bloodline segment. So I will keep with that tradition. You, I right now it's the best thing as the part of these shows. Speaking of something that may challenge that, Peggy Lynch's promo in the back. Keep that. That was great. I mean, like again, it was short too, right? Like th- these are all that. That was just a quick. You know, my shoulder is bandaged. I've been out for four months, but I've been thinking of all the ways I'm going to destroy them. Okay, I'm back, and everyone's tough until the man comes. No, you got to keep that. That was a great promo. Shana and Ronda attacking Raquel. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I would keep that and then I would superstar the match, which is a very fair thing to do. Yeah. And uh, that takes us all the way down to, are we going to have Shauncee's rebuttal to the match? No, uh, leave that out. Yeah. And then that's your main event. Drew and Sheamus versus the Usos. Keep cut superstar. Oh man. I would, you know what? Here's the thing. You were waiting for, like, like as good as the match was, you're waiting for the shenanigans at the end. I'm superstar on this at the end. Yeah, you don't need anything but the last four minutes. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like basically, when um, I I would say around the time where 
Uh, Sheamus gets the backbreaker and then he hits the forearms. That's about a good time to to cut in because that's really where the match, you know, the the story of the match happened. And so we've probably cut SmackDown down to about an hour, which is good. You can watch this instead of the pre-show tomorrow night. Yeah, for sure. And because if you watch the pre-show, you'll watch one and a half hours of pretty much everything that they show tonight. (laughs) And this is the better pre-show than the pre-show because in the pre-show, you're going to watch the things that we're going to have to watch again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because again, in, during the during the premium live event, I was called their pay per view again. They'll also show all of the previews that we saw. So, so this is the anti AEW card because there are only five matches as we queue up Survivor Series for all of the patrons and maybe people on the other side. I'm actually very happy about that because I think I'm doing the after show with the mic. So. <laughs> Well, it should be a very good show. So let's start at the bottom from Raw. Our triple threat match is Seth freaking Rollins, because I have to say this, it's in his Wikipedia page. Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory for the US title. I, I think Seth wins. But I think I think what'll happen is like Seth will win after Lashley beats the crap out of Austin Theory. And then he'll like, you know, like one of those types of things where Lashley, you know, beats up Theory and then Seth throws him out of the ring and grabs a pin or something like that. But I, I don't think it's time. I, th- I think you got to keep the belt on Seth. He's he's really good right now. A decade of Rollins. That's how we'll mark it. I'm all right with that. AJ Styles with the OC versus Finn Balor with Judgment Day. I think you got to go Styles and the OC because they've been getting beat down this entire time. Yeah, and this eventually has to lead to some sort of intergender four-way match yeah sorry styles over finn that's what i meant to say not not the oc yeah 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 and i'm with rollins and aj I, you haven't said anything i've i'm arguing with yet uh ronda versus shanzi okay this is a hard pick i'm gonna pick shanzi just because she's my people but i don't think she's gonna win but i'm picking her anyways you can cheer for all you want but she's gonna be tapping <laughs> most likely but i'm still picking her anyways damn it Okay, so the men's war games, which is listed second from the top, but I do think this will be the main event. The Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Ridge Hollins, and Butch versus Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens. The Commonwealth Connection versus The Bloodline. Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, Sami Zayn, and The Usos, Jimmy and Jay Uso, with Paul Heyman in their corner. So, oh. First of all, let's start with who's going to start this match? Who are the first two guys in? Butch. Yep. And I'm actually going to say Jimmy Jimmy Uso. I would go with Sammy just because I think he's going to get punished. And it's going to lead to this narrative that Sammy's the whipping boy for the bloodline when things go wrong. See, I, I want to pick Sammy, but like I also know that he's kind of like had some weird injuries and stuff in the past. So can he last that long? That's that's the thing. Because like a healthy Sammy Zane, 100% agree. I think it would be Sammy and Butch, but... I'm only going with Jimmy because I think like Jay, you want to hold him like till later. So if if I had to choose an order, I think it would be Jimmy, Sammy, Solo, Jay, and then Roman. That that would be the order that I think they would come in. Oh, and I think you're pretty close. And the, on the other side, you're probably going to get Butch, um, probably then Drew, uh, Ridge, Sheamus, and Kevin's got okay. the last one if he KOs beat up pretty bad. Yeah, and then that makes sense too. Plus, if if KO comes in, like you know, if the intent is to get KO into a program with Roman, it just makes sense that those two are the last two in for their respective respective teams. Now that said, 
from a pick perspective, I'm actually going to pick the bloodline on this. I okay, which is the smart pick, but I'm going to say the Commonwealth connection, and I'm going to say that you're going to end up having Kevin Owens, or uh, I could say Sheamus as well, but I have a funny feeling it's Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is pinning somebody on the bloodline, maybe even Sammy, to get, and that'll set up the uh, a match at Royal Rumble. All right, so you're you're going with the brawling brutes. I'm going with the bloodline. So, all right, cool. So we we've got some difference there. All right, yeah. Our Commonwealth brethren have to win something, and especially if we think the faces are winning the other one, the he the heels. I mean, the heels of the Commonwealth connection have to win. See, the the reason I'm picking the bloodline is because every match that I've picked, anyways, and I think you you've agreed with me. Yeah. Except for the Ronda Shotzi thing, but that's just me being stupid. Is that like? Like Seth is basically a baby face. AJ is basically a baby face. So you've got Rhonda and the bloodline, your two heel wins. Cause I, I agree with you, you know, just jumping to the women's war game match with Becky Lynch coming back. I don't see how they can lose that match. Well, and the only question is how does this spill into Becky fighting Rhonda? I, I, I think it means that Becky is the one that will get like, what, what's her, uh, is it the, the disarmer? Is that what she yeah. calls it? Like, I, I could see where Becky will get the disarmer. And, like, again, to keep kind of everyone strong, I think it'll be, like, on either Dakota or Nikki Cross. And yep. they're the ones that are going to tap. Because, um, you know, you don't you don't want to tap Bailey. You don't want to tap, um, like, Rhea. And I doubt it'll be EO. So, to me, Dakota Kai seems to be the one. To, okay, this is my own personal sort of sensibility Dakota Kai to me, I think is the weakest member of damage control. Like, I just don't think like compared to EO sky, like, you know, pirate of the skies and Bailey is Bailey. She's awesome. Right. So of those three, Dakota, I think is the weak link. Nikki cross. You've just sort of brought back as this crazy psycho sanity character again, even though I don't think it's as good as it was before. And Rhea Ripley right now, you you, you got to keep her strong because I think Rhea Ripley, you're going to break her out into a feud with Bianca Belair. Like they've been kind of teasing that over the last couple of weeks. So yeah, like to me, and then like if, again, if Becky goes to SmackDown, because we, we don't know that for sure. If Becky taps out Dakota Sky, she comes to, she comes to SmackDown with a bunch of, of uh, momentum, you know, and I think what a, eventually happen again if right just big time if patrons um if like if becky lynch goes to smackdown i think she, like she has a feud with Shayna to get to ronda that's sort of the way i see it well and the other option of course is that becky somehow wins the royal rumble again and you put that and and she that gives her a reason to cross over i mean i she could i think i completely forgot about the royal rumble but yeah that's another amazing point because like her and Bianca have kind of uh, buried the hatchet. And it, like, again, with due respect and you watch SmackDown more than I do. So on SmackDown, who is like your big baby face, potential baby face to go after Ronda? Like, who do you got? Well, Liv Morgan lost Shauncey Raquel. That's it. Those are your one. Exactly. Exactly. So, like whereas Raw has Bailey, Dakota, like they've got damage control. You've got Bianca, Alexa Brist, Asuka, you know, let's throw Mia Yim or uh, Michin, whatever they're gonna call her now in, in the mix, right? 
So on the SmackDown side, though, you do have, I, I, I'm going to say it, you have a dominant champion and you've got a heater. And again, Shotzi's, she's, she's good. She's not ready yet. Raquel, she's good. She's not quite ready yet, right? And like if Sasha and Naomi aren't coming back, and I wouldn't even put Naomi in that mix because Naomi, like she's good too, but she, like think about it. When Naomi was on the women's roster, you know, you would think Charlotte, uh, like Charlotte, Becky, uh, Bailey, um, Sasha, Naomi wasn't in that conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be mean, but that's just the truth, right? So yeah, you've got Shotzi, Raquel, and and Liv. You need someone on that side who could be the savior, quote unquote, for the women's division. Because I, I, I really, really, really hope that it's going to end up being Becky versus Ronda at WrestleMania. I would love I, to see that match. I mean, Charlotte Flair's on this brand, but I mean, there's it's hard to make Charlotte Flair likable. Period. Yeah, she's, she's just not a good baby face. <laughs> Uh, even, um, if she, even with her dad or Andrade or, you know, uh, but, but, and kittens, she's not but, a good baby face. But here's the thing. Leave her, leave her as a heel. I think, like, you put Charlotte Flair against Ronda Rousey, the fans are going to cheer Charlotte Flair because Charlotte Flair has been with, like, again, Ronda's good. I'm not knocking her, but I think Charlotte has the... Like she's got, she's like the home crowd for lack of a better description. It's kind of like, you know, when, when, when Brit, you know, not, not to get back too into AEW, but when Brit, Brit fought Soraya, right. Brit is the homegrown talent. She has been there from day one and, you know, she got, if not more, she's got, she got at least as much cheers as Soraya did. And, and Brit's supposed to be the, the heel, right. So it, I think Charlotte will be the same thing against everybody else. She'll be the the heel, but against Ronda, I I bet you she gets the babyface you know reaction. Yeah, and that's because she is one of the yeah she's one of the WWE's you know four horsewomen. They she yep she's yep. homegrown and factory built and yep. Oh my gosh! So that's that's pretty much the show, Joe. Thanks for joining us. Um. Do you have any idea who's doing Rampage today? Because I don't imagine it's Mars. That's a good question. I mean, I have no, I didn't even watch the show. So, yeah, well, um, we were doing a podcast. So, somebody's watched Rampage. You'll get a Rampage Ram. No, no, I remember it was on 4 p.m. this afternoon. Oh, so it, it, it got, it got preempted for, I can't remember the show, Berserker or something like that. So, it was actually on like seven hours ago. <laughs> like, so somebody's going to do a Rampage Ramble. It may be out. I have a, I'm going to double check our podcatcher while we're talking and, and see if that's it. And then tomorrow, tomorrow night, you're hosting an aftercast? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Mike, Mike McGuire and I are, are, are going to be doing the Survivor Series uh, after party. So if, uh, you know, patrons, if, if you want to listen, just tune in. We'll, we'll be, uh, you know, you'll, you'll probably get your Zoom links, I think, from Mr. Andrada. You're, you're not driving the show tomorrow, are you? It's okay. So Mark. Yeah, so you'll be getting the Zoom links if you haven't already gotten it. In fact, I don't think I've gotten the panelist link yet. So. Well, and, yeah, I can't tomorrow. So my 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 darling daughter turned sixteen this week. And oh my! Uh, well, ha- what's her name? Madeline. Happy birthday, Madeline! Oh yeah, and she's invited. We told her you could have four or five friends over for a sleepover. So she's she invited ten. Yeah, no, she's having ten. We're not letting them sleep over. I'm not that dumb, Joe. And so <laughs> she's. 
you know, invade my house. And so somewhere tomorrow night, I'm going to be James and I will be hiding somewhere to watch the war games because he's like war games. I'm in. All right. So and because I've raised him right, Mike, I, he is we've gone back and watched old war games back when you were allowed to bleed in a war game. So, oh, God. Yeah. So, well, hey, at least at least your kids watch my, my kids. <laughs> so this is a long time ago. My kids were still like single digits because like, they're older now and uh, they never watch wrestling, but they knew I wasn't the biggest John Cena fan. <laughs> so like to troll me, my my youngest son would be like, hey, dad, you know, who you remind me of I'd be like who John Cena. <laughs> Um, bah, bah, bah. yeah that's not no then i would i would kick him in the nuts and then i'd laugh so <laughs> so mike and Meltzer will be back on sunday we'll have uh a main show that will be because you're patrons you get it early and ad free and get all the fun bonuses and perks monday you get raw tuesday you get nxt you're gonna get bam somewhere in the mix there you're gonna get dr mouth's uh, lunch party you're gonna get jason agnews trivia you're back like twice more this week because you got dynamite as well and we'll be back next friday greg will be back from a special assignment he's off being an awesome dad uh coaching at a kids hockey tournament so way to dad it up joe or uh way to dad it up joe because you were dealing with your own kids earlier but also way to dad it up greg and i'll be you know we'll be back next week for the fallout of survivor series whatever that's going to be can't wait. I'm I'm actually really looking forward to this card. And I haven't said that about a WWE card in a long time. Uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to see what happens with you know with Raw and SmackDown, especially knowing that Becky Lynch is back. That's just such an interesting little dynamic that 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 you know again, like I think if, if you know if you're a fan, if you pay attention to this stuff, I don't think Becky Lynch was that big of a surprise, but it was still nice to see her back. My big thing is I would like to see Bray Russell before the end of 2022. That's my big thing. And oh. see, seeing as how there's no paper or premium live premium events live. coming up that are main roster premium live events, I highly doubt we're going to see him in the ring until 2023. It like, do we, is this his new gimmick? Because if it is, it's a great. It, it might be the greatest gimmick in all of all time. He is a paid professional wrestler who never takes a bump. Yeah, you know what? That could be the case, but man, I, I again, my leash with Bray Wyatt when he came back is very short. So I'm I'm not a Bray Wyatt believer right now. Happy for the guy, just not a believer in the character. And then you could tell Joe and I could talk all night, but we're gonna shut this down and we will see you back in like about 12 hours for or well, 18 hours for Survivor Series and for the after party. Check your inboxes for the link and yeah, thank you for being patrons. We appreciate all the support. And we the ones. And we're better than you, and you know it. Ha! That was a great ending. <laughs>